Now, I know you've all been really excited um, for this and it's the reason you've come. I'm now going to pass over to Abdul Shakur. Now, Abdul Shakur, we, we came in early, Abdul came in, and uh, someone went over to him and said, oh, Abdul, I follow you on Facebook. Abdul is a big man when it comes to social media. He has a ton of knowledge, and um, every single time I speak to Abdul, I learn so much about social media, so much about personal brand, and so much about building communities. Abdul is absolutely fantastic, and I'm sure he's going to provide a huge amount of value to you guys today. Um, and at the end of the presentation, what we're going to do is give an opportunity for all of you to answer, to, to ask any questions that you've got of Abdul. So as he goes through his presentation, do think a little bit about um, questions that you have related to your own business or maybe your own personal brand and how Abdul can help out. So without further ado, Abdul, over to you. Thank you. So before I go into the sort of the me and the practical stuff in terms of what you guys are here for, I like to create a bit of context as to who I am as a person and also why am I standing here in the first place. Just so the audience can get to know me standing here in front of you and why I'm standing here in the first place. So that's fine. Take a seat. Um, so I started off from a very young age. Um, I always like to say I was a kid in school that sold SIM cards and nobody knew they were free. Um, so when obviously the more expensive, the more better the number, the more expensive the price of the SIM card. So I started off doing that. Um, a couple of years down the line, I became the phones dealer in school. Um, obviously my phones got confiscated a lot of the time, but when I did so, I you know I made a fair bit of money from a young age. It got to that stage and the point where I love doing charity and voluntary work. That's where kind of the passion comes from. That's where the knowledge and experience. I wouldn't be in marketing or social media today if it wasn't for the voluntary and the charity world. Um, I used to go out there and raise money for humanitarian charities. But most importantly, I picked up a skill. And that skill was during the very early stages of social media when nobody really knew what the power was to understand how to communicate not only a message across to people but how do you get people to buy in something buy into something but also do something for you so that's where i kind of fell in love a lot of people said to me why don't you do this as a business why don't you turn this into a business of some sort so i decided to do that um, Again, trying to find local businesses who didn't know what social media was, was a, quite a challenge. But even then we built, uh, my first business was a social enterprise. We had a team of 25 young freelancers. We helped uh, 16 to 24 year olds who couldn't get into, into agency world. We helped them get into work, but I went out there uh, and got businesses and helped them promote themselves, whether it's websites or social media or, or any sort of communication. Uh, built up for two years, got to a stage where I had to, I, we all make mistakes in business and this was a challenge for me. I came across an operation uh, that took me out of my business. So going from you know a team of 25, going from six figures to then having nothing at all, uh, it was quite a bum. I'm sitting on morphine for four months. It was quite a challenge for me to come back from that with the, with the same level of energy and enthusiasm uh, going forward. I came back and I thought, hmm, everybody's going into marketing. Why, where can I go and pick up different skills? So I embarked on a more corporate journey. Obviously, I didn't have an English GCSE to my name. I didn't have a degree to my name. So that's always a challenge. But I went and pitched myself for a company providing professional training and coaching. But what we did was we went to corporate brands and took their CSR. So for those that don't know what CSR is, it's corporate social responsibility. It's like the good side of the company. It's like you do, the company or these big brands doing projects locally to impact these communities or do some good in the world. So I used to go in there and I used to pitch for that budget 
and I used to turn that into not only the marketing and PR for them but also into actually delivering that impact because I run a social enterprise it was very similar to that but I just had to create these tailored packages coming after that I hit a stage where I, I thought I could do this for myself and I really thought I could and I decided to take that journey and embark on trying to do innovation coaching or, or taking the things that I've learned to help people creatively come up with problems and solutions. Um, as you know, when a 19 year old stands in front of you, in front of a corporate company asking for 35 grand, you're not always gonna get the best of replies. So for me, it was that challenge of, okay, I'm young, I'm experienced, but I'm young, I knew what I was talking about, but where, where, what's next? Like, how can I build that credibility? The accolades came and all the rest came, but even then there was that level of, he's still a young guy, why should we listen to him? So I embarked on a journey to London. And just before that, I built a recruitment business. And you're probably thinking, this guy's done everything. What hasn't he done? But this is where the knowledge and experience of building skills from different industries really added value to what I'm doing now. So building a recruitment company for interns and graduates, uh, we again, we built a team of 12. With that experience came the understanding of how to deal with people, the culture that you want to create in your business, but also how that ties into your sales and marketing. How can you use the people in your business to all buy into a, a brand and a message that they all communicate? Eventually, I had a falling out with my business partner. Um, again, we all had our challenges, so I had a falling out with my business partner. I then went and decided to actually move to London. I needed a break from Birmingham. I needed to expand myself. I needed to grow. I felt like I wasn't growing enough. Moving to London, I started off, um, I started off again, investing in events, exhibition franchise and then fell into the world of personal development, understanding who I was as a person. And I built one of the quickest quickest growing personal development businesses in London. We went from zero to 600 people uh, in terms of clients, in terms of our community within the space of six months. We had 100 or so, 200 people turning up to our events every month uh, and we ultimately we went from no, nobody knowing us in the whole city of London to a lot of people knowing us. What happens next? I eventually get to that stage where I feel like I'm helping people but I'm not growing myself as a person. And that's when you're like, okay, what do I need to go back and do? How can I take all these years of experiences and how can I start helping more and more people? And that's what I decided to go and, and create another agency again. And that's where I decided to not only build an agency, but build a community alongside that. So over the last year and a half, I've built a 3,000 plus young entrepreneur community around the world. We're in seven cities, including Toronto, Vancouver, Madrid, uh, and also across the UK. And this hasn't just impacted you know, my life in terms of the personal brand that I built, but also in terms of helping my business grow. I know that I have to never go out there, and not in a bad way, but I'd have to never go out there and network as much anymore because I have a community that I've built and that I'm con consistently nurturing. So I'm gonna to talk to you guys a bit more about how I did that um, and how I went about, sorry, because there's no presentation, it's a bit difficult, um, and how I went around creating something and telling and building a community that can actually grow my business long term. And every business does need a community. Because if you think about it, how do we build cities? How do we build empires? How do we build things? We build them using a community. They all start off from one person that wants to take a lead, that wants to do something for the person or provide some sort of value upfront. That's what creates the community. So 
why did I tell my story? Why did I share my story? And I think everybody doesn't really know what their brand is. So going on to brand, before I go into community, I want to go into brand. When it comes to branding, people don't understand what is your brand? What do you, what do you as a person stand for? How do you communicate that across? If it's Nike, it's just do it. If it's Sony, it's make believe. Wherever the company, they have a message that they want to share. How do you create that message? This is where the story comes in. Your journey, every single person's journey has lessons learned, has problems solved, and has something that they can share as a brand. It also helps you understand what is it that you do as a person, but who you are as a person, what do you stand for? So I want you guys to do this quick little task. I want you to share a bit of story, even if it's like two minutes, a bit about your journey over the last few years, and tell more about what you've done and the challenges you've overcome. But I want the person sitting next to them to pick out keywords. Just one or two keywords. That's all I want you guys to do. So turn to the person next to you, but also share your journey a bit, very slightly, but pick out a keyword or two that you, that helps you understand what this person's about. Not what they do, what the person is about, what, or what you feel that they're about. So if you can kind of turn to the person next to you and share a bit more about your story. A couple of minutes, obviously there's a lot to tell, but break something down. <laughs> Attention! If you want to just finish off your last few words. Oh wow, that was pretty cool. That was pretty effective. Um, so, okay, I'm going to pick on a few people in the room uh, to, to share what they find out about that person. Not what they do, but what the person's about. So, if do, you, do we have any volunteers? Okay, I'm just going to stop picking then. Okay, because I spoke to you guys, I'm going to start with you. So what did you learn about Don and what did Don learn about you? Um, Don is very... Don? Michael? It's very... Uh, <laughs> His name's Michael Don Smith, it's just, I, know my, I, I know him as Don. Okay, <laughs> so Michael is really passionate about bringing the passion out of other people and allowing them to recognise it and deliver it. Okay, and Dan yourself, what did you find out about her? Um, what thing? My head's a bit messed up. Uh, Zena is has experienced some change, and that's changed her to grow. And she f is very keen on educating other people in terms of health. And because her day job is a is business focused, so she's got that balance between business and health, and showing people that change can bring growth. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Is there anybody else? Yeah. Do you, do you wanna know? I didn't ask for my friend's name because we're not asked to check that your name is. Ajit has got a passion for people. He values people. They are his product number one. His product number two is IT, but alongside that he thinks that where there is no um, synergy or looking at partnership, 
they wouldn't be growth and they wouldn't be business within our communities. Mm -hmm. And that's our jet for you. Perfect. We and didn't have enough time, we could have gone. No, it's fine. Yeah. This is a very brief task, but yeah. go for it. Um, charming lady. Um, she said she thought she'd missed everything, but I said she was bang on time. Yeah, basically, got transferable skills. And, uh, and I think at the heart of what she does is facilitate, and I think that's important. Mm. Less about what she does, but who is she as a person? What do you get that vibe? She's a facilitator. Okay. So I think that's key in any community environment, because she is kind of looking out for everybody else. Uh, I think that's really good, rather than just her number one, just for herself. Mm. And okay. by making those connections, the community grows. And that's what I took away from that conversation. So the reason why I wanted everyone to do this uh, is because outside of your business it's really important that you put across who you are as a person. So when I stand up or when I talk about you know what is it that I care about it, or what is my brand message I call it give a click. Give a click combines you know the old with the new. For me, that's what it means for me. So the give a click isn't just about giving back or giving towards the community because you'll get something back in return, but it also means that you care more about doing something online. <coughs> what have I do just done there for a second? I've just talked about what I do without saying the word community, without saying the word social media, without saying the word marketing. And that's what you want to be able to put across because people buy into the type of person you are and what you stand for. If you can communicate across and build a community around what you stand for as a person, it's more powerful. So for example, for yours is around health. Even though you're in an environment where you have to go to conferences and you're going to you know, do things around business, for you, if I was building a community, it would be around helping professionals or events, you know, events professionals improve their health so they can keep going for energy. So I would just create a community, not, just, not because you're the expert, not because you're the person giving advice, but you're there to learn from everybody else. As a young entrepreneur, when I was building the young entrepreneur community, I made sure that it wasn't just about me as a person. That I wasn't the person in the limelight or I wasn't the person in control. I gave the control to the people because they dictated actually what is it that they wanted, what are the problems they faced and what are the challenges that they had to overcome. What does those three things do? When someone tells you your challenges and your community or the problems that they're facing, what does that do? It creates an opportunity. That opportunity allows you to then create products or do other things and people talk about monetizing the community. This is where the monetization comes in. People, when it comes to community, if you can understand and get out the problem or solution, then you can create tailored products around something around your community. But if you're in a working environment, if you're working for someone, building a community it just allows people to resonate with you. If I've got the same interest as you, if, I've got, if I'm going to sit here and talk about my health transformation with you, then that's a conversation <coughs> that we can have that allows us to connect as people. And it takes the business out for a second. And I remember, um, and Adrian, you can relate to this, um, when it comes to St. Paul's Club, done. I remember the, the time where I was, a couple of years ago when I went into the St. Paul's Club, the number one thing they did was the old school mindset of running a business was actually they become friends first and they do business later. And it's the same way you want to build a community. You want to make sure that you can connect with people without having to you know, pitch across or you know, send them and when you add people, I hate when people do this online, 
when they, as soon as they've added them, they'll send them a message saying, are you interested in my services? Here's what I do, can you connect with me? When was the last time you took the time uh, to actually care about the person on the, on the other side of the screen? When was the last time you actually said, let me do some research on that person. Let me find out what they care about based on their posts on their social media. And let me tell them or let me ask them how they are. So I started doing this. I, when, I, when I open my message, when, and people will have seen these from me as well. On Facebook and Messenger especially, I'll take the time and I'll do this. And it doesn't work for everyone, but if you're confident, this is great. I'll pick up the phone and I'll send them a video message. I'll say, hey, how are you? Thanks for connecting. I really appreciate it. I hope, I hope life is well. I really look forward to connecting and having a chat with you very soon. In the meantime, have an amazing day. I didn't pitch. I didn't try to sell my product. I just took out the time to care for someone about who they are as people. And that's the essence of building a community. If you think community is straight away about monetizing, it's a straight away about trying to build this huge community around the world, then you won't build a community. You have to be completely selfless as a person to, to then go out and create something that is meaningful for other people. And you give them the control and not you. So, I just want to go through some of the more other strategies in terms of when it comes to actually what do you do in this community? Where do these communities sit? What, what happens in these areas? Um, I, it all comes down to the content that you create. Content is very important because you're not going out there and selling to someone, you're, like, you're attracting people. That's the difference between sales and marketing. Sales, you're going out there and you're speaking to someone and you're handing a business card and you're building a relationship. Marketing is you're attracting people who are your target audience and who believe in you. And, what that, and how do you do that? The content that you create is very important. So, when it comes to content, there's, there's four types of content. Uh, firstly is experiences. What are the experiences that you're going to create for them? Uh, what is that that you're experiencing right now? What is the journey that you're taking your clients through? So for me, when I sit there, I don't do testimonials. I'll talk about the transformation that my clients had. I'll talk about the journey of me as a person. I don't see social media as a marketing tool. I see it as my public journal. And then the minute you switch your mindset from seeing social media as a marketing tool that you have to do because someone said it's important, or some marketing guy said it's important, as soon as you switch it to, oh, it's a public journal and I'm documenting my journey and my experiences on a day-to-day -day basis, then people get insight into who you are as a person and what's your life about. And that will allow people to connect with you on a more personal level. That's what community starts from and that's the type of content. So I post every day, not this is me, look at me, but here's my journey. Um, well, some of the people will know in the room, I posted my fitness transformation on LinkedIn for uh, a period of time. And so when I went out there networking, what was the first question that people asked me? Oh, how's your fitness transformation going? Doesn't really have to be a business. It shows that people are paying attention. It shows that people want to connect with me because I'm not talking about business and I'm not trying to sell to them. I've just posted about who I am as a person and my journey. I'm not trying to make myself look bigger. I'm not said, oh, I've transformed my health. I'm saying I'm transforming my health. I'm taking the action. I'm growing as a person. I've not tried to say, this is what I've got. This is what I have. I've said, this is where I'm headed and this is my journey. So for everyone, I want you to start documenting your journey on social media because people want an insight into who you are and that's the best way to do it. The second thing is stories. Every day is, um, is, is, for me, is, is, there's a story in everybody's day. 
there's a conversation that happens with someone uh, and that could be when you're in a meeting if you're in a meeting with someone get to know that person's story first and that story is that you something that you can share or something that you've learned it could be a conversation in a business meeting but you you had a learning lesson there was something that you didn't know that you learned in that meeting you take that story you take that lesson learned and you share that line oh today I had this amazing meeting that I um, and I, we were talking we were discussing about I don't know uh, we were discussing about why is it so difficult to to you know to put yourself out there why do I feel uncomfortable with video and to, and I had this meeting with Reese and Reese helped me actually understand that it wasn't about the skill that I had but it was about how I see myself and the confidence that's my lesson learned today that's my that's that's the the challenge that I had to overcome that's the story that I had but I'm creating context because I was in a conversation with Reese so it allows people to see that I'm actually out there and I'm I'm constantly learning and I'm not trying to be this person that is oh I'm, I know everything and I know everyone that the minute you think like that it's all over um, the third thing is curiosity and conversations what I mean by curiosity in order to build a community, you have to constantly remain curious about people. <coughs> if you're curious about people, then it allows you to create conversations. If you're interested in your community and you want to find out more by asking more questions, doing less talking. Most people, it's funny because I'm doing my talks, I'm doing most of the talking, but in a, in a community environment, if you're asking most of the questions, you're finding out more about the other person. So that curiosity needs to stay there, especially if you're in a sales environment or a marketing environment, or if you're trying to build a business, that curiosity needs to be there about the other person. You need to keep that alive. And, mo and most people think, the last thing is conversations. People think that I have to speak to as many people as I possibly can to build a business or I, I, can, I, I need to speak to as many people all at once like in this environment this is how marketing people see it as people see marketing as I'm speaking to a room full of people but actually it isn't I'd rather show you something and then have one-to-one -one conversations with every single person that's what I'm really trying to have there is no point of me doing this and standing in front of you and talking to everybody if I don't follow this up and speak to every single one of the person every single person there's no use this, this whole talk and this me standing in front of you today is a waste of time if I don't follow up with as many people as I can on a one-to-one -one conversation so if you're putting content or if you're doing anything out there I want you to follow that up with a personalized message a bit like the video message I sent I always follow up with that oh thanks for liking my post thanks for appreciating or thanks for commenting on it oh I see what you did there I just want to take the time to appreciate something about someone so for you to go out there and say actually I'm building a community but I don't know everybody in the community then how are you going to how are you supposed supposed to build a strong community you will never build a strong community that way so I want you guys to just to recap on that <coughs> experiences I want you to take the mindset of you know seeing your social media or your marketing as a public journal I want you to start telling stories about your day and your experiences and the things that you learn in your day I like how you're nodding your head because I told you this on the phone um, curiosity and conversations I want you to remain curious about people because curiosity is what allows you to get to know people more and conversations stop trying to speak to everybody in the room keep the quality of conversations have quality relationships have more take out the time to do more one-to-one -one stuff 
why do we build a community? Why is a community even valuable in the first place? Why is it important to build a community? Uh, the first thing is about loyalty. If you have your clients, if you have your prospects, if you've engaged with them and you've had multiple interactions to build a relationship, they're more likely to stay with you for a longer period of time. This is proven. If you build a community, those people, those clients, are more likely to stay with you for a longer period of time. They're more likely to keep and stay your client because they've bought into you as a person, they've bought into your brand, they've bought into the conversations in the group. That's what people will buy into, that it creates that loyalty that your competitors can never have because they don't have a community. If you, do, if you have a community and your competitors don't, who do you think is going to win? It's the loyalty that you're creating within the group. Um, opportunity. Opportunity for more revenue, opportunity to create different products, opportunity to do other things outside of your business that will ultimately build your brand and build your business. Uh, Airbnb are amazing at this. Uh, Airbnb are fantastic at building a community, but they've taken that community and said, actually, we can also offer this, or we can also do this. Why don't we improve the community as well? Because if you listen to your audience, you know what to improve in your service and your product offering. I'm constantly doing this. People think my product stays the same, or why do you keep changing what you do in terms of my product or my offering? I'm always changing it because I'm always listening to my audience in terms of their needs, their problems, their challenges. And especially for the training and coaching people in the room or the people who are offering some sort of consultancy, to listen to them, understand their needs, it allows the opportunity for you to create more products and allows you for, to do other things. Collaboration. With communities, it allows you to create collaborations. If you find other people who have communities, then you're more likely to grow your community. For example, Reese. The Young Entrepreneur Community, we, as one of the things we aim to do was collaborate with Reese and see actually he's got a public speaking opportunity. Two different ball games, two different things. But, I've built, but it allows us to collaborate and grow together. I'm in the world of social media. That doesn't mean I'm going to I'm going to go out there and, and, and not talk to any other marketing agency or SEO agency because I feel like they're competitors. No, there's a crossover. There's, there can be work that can be given. When you build a community, you're like, more likely to create strategic partnerships that are going to grow your business. Because one of the things communities do is they attract similar people in your, in your industry that can refer you work. That are not directly in competition, but can refer you work because there's something else that you do. This is why it's important to niche. And the more niche your community, the better. Um, how do we build a community? What are the platforms we build a community on? Um, there's a number of different ways of doing this. Uh, Eventbrite is one of the most powerful ways of doing this. How did, we every, how did a lot of people hear about this today? Some people came through Eventbrite, some people come through Facebook, some people will come through social media. The generally ability to search and the three top platforms that people search on are one, Facebook events, two, meetups. Meetup is an amazing platform. So one of the ways we built our 3,000 plus community was actually we created physical meetups around the world. Everywhere I traveled, I set up a meetup. And that meetup, I then messaged them and I said, why don't you join my Facebook group? Now, I, look, I really look forward to meeting you. I really look forward to doing something with you. Why don't I create a Facebook? You know, why, in the meantime, join my Facebook group to keep up with the conversation. And that allows me to then message them and have that one-to-one contact with them and that relationship. So from the minute, from me not even stepping outside my home, I can build a physical community and a presence in another city without even having to go there. I can, all I did was turn up, like as, when I first went to Madrid. All we did was we put it on Meetup, we put it on Facebook, we put it on Eventbrite, and we just turned up and 20 people turned up. 
and then I started building and nurturing that community and allowing and making it about them understanding their needs and then they've built that community for themselves and I don't have to be there anymore I don't need to say that I run these communities I don't need to say that I'm the founder of the Young Entrepreneurs Meetup I don't need to say that because people automatically associate with you the founder because they're enjoying themselves so much in the community they think this is an amazing place to be I feel home, I feel safe, I feel, feel good you know, the, the person who's running it must be amazing that's what they automatically refer to so you don't need to even put yourself out there ask Reese. I went AWOL for last week on the community yeah. in the WhatsApp group I didn't even, I didn't even take part in the past week the, the community run by itself it creates leaders, people like Reese and there's another person called Ravi they, you create leaders and you create other people you're taking, you're letting other people do the marketing for you you no longer have to be there anymore so you can you can constantly rely on the relationships and other people being there for you it's like building a team without having to without having to pay anyone in a nice way um, WhatsApp groups, um, again, Pathway to Grow, a WhatsApp group, uh, which is very active. Uh, again, having a WhatsApp group, not just for your clients, but for, for your prospects as well, and invite them. But don't make it about what you do. Create the community around completely separate. Why don't you say to every professional that you'll meet when you're in an exhibition or when you're looking to ask them, oh, I've, as a side deal project, I'm, I'm creating this um, little health group for us to, to learn and support each other when it comes to, you know, to running events. Because I know, you know, we understand it's, it's tough, you know, running around and we need energy. So actually I'm creating this health group to help other event professionals. And perhaps we can all learn from each other. I've not made it about my service or what I do I've just made it about the people that I want to attract and the people that I want to be around because that's my brand, that's my message, that's the type of person I am I'm passionate about health and that's what I want to build so if you start building these communities, you automatically, business is automatically done business is a byproduct of the community it happens anyway people will naturally come to you and ask for you because they know you're there um, Foundations about building a community, I talked about this slightly earlier, it's not about you, spend most of your time listening, put others in the limelight, promote others, have other people put them forward, it's like being that selfless leader in the background that pushes other people forward, that's what leadership is defined by, leadership, are, people who are leaders also create communities as well, that's what they're known for, if you look at every person in history they create a community that's what they were that's what they were passionate about and that's why other people came for because they put other people for they made, they put them in the limelight they made it about them the one of the things that great about pathway to grow is you know the ceo is a great example safras you will never see him safras you will never see him not because he's busy it's because he doesn't like to be in the limelight so it doesn't matter how much you know how uncomfortable you are with putting yourself out there you don't need to so for the introverts in the room because there are always a few <coughs> and those who like their private life and don't want to put their face out there you don't need to be in the limelight other people can do that for you there's, you know, Luke, a great example you know, Safraz doesn't need to be here but Luke's here to represent the brand and to represent the business and the same way we build our communities across different cities it comes with the same approach the difference between um, a good community and a bad community, uh, and I and I and I and I call and there's three three main points that I like to cover. One, you need to get clear of the purpose of the community. Why did you create the community in the first place? Not for your own selfish gain, but why are you trying to impact in those people's lives? What the difference is that you're trying to make? Two is create energy. Constantly be in that community. 
or allow other people to be in that community, constantly be creating that level of energy and passion and enthusiasm, keep it up. Even if it's like you post in there once that I do something called a question of the day. Because the community is so powerful, they're helping each other now. So what I did was I say, what's your question of the day? That question of the day allows other people to get involved and, and, and then answer some of the questions that other people may have. So your community is naturally then speaking to each other. All you need to do is put up in, in a question and it just explodes. Because everybody then likes to get engaged. You're not telling people, oh, this is what I do, this is who I am, this is what I'm about, and this is me doing my sales pitch, da 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 da. People will switch off. When you ask a question and allow the people to get involved, it allows them to, to, f to feel good because they're like, oh, I can share my expertise now. It's a bit more like you're, you're, you're playing against people's strengths. You're understanding who's in the room and who's passionate and you're allowing them to talk because they have a certain level of expertise. Value every single person in your community. Never put them, you never know who's in your community. I didn't know Reese. Someone, actually someone else I did him into that community. But me and Reese, I valued Reese as a person because of what he built. Other people were promoting him in the community. Other people started promoting Reese in the community because of who he was. And that's what made it, the community grow even more. Reese is actually doing me a favor. He's actually building my community for me without me having to do it. So it's, <laughs> so thank you for that. I never really give credit, but thank you for that. <laughs> and raise the level of necessity. What I mean by raise necessity is, I want you to see this community building as something important. Otherwise, you're never going to do it. It's like social media or marketing or, or anything. If it's not important in your head, then you're never going to do it. All this advice that I've given you today will go out the window because it's not important to you. It's not on your priority list. The number one reason why most communities fail is because it's not important to them. I put community at the forefront. You care about people. And that is clearly said. If you put people at the forefront of everything, then you'll build a stronger community. So I've made this a higher priority in my business to build a community. Even if I don't make the quick short-term return, but I know long-term I will have the huge return of building a brand and having a community around the world. Wherever I travel, I can pick out clients left, right and center. It's like imagine creating your own event like this. That's what a community is. Imagine having your own event and you're running this event, but you're doing it online. The other thing that I, that I talk about, I call it a four-tier business model. How many people here have, have one product or one offering right now? <coughs> Don't they have one sort of offering? This is where a lot of people will make a mistake. Because they will rely on that one offering at a certain price point. And I call it my four-tier business model and I, and I build my business on these four tiers. My first tier is a tier that's around the £100 mark. A very low tier, even if it's an information product, even if it's a series of videos, even if it's a quick little meetup or an event that you organize. It could be a number of things. Something small that allows people to invest in something. That, that drags people in. The next tier two. Tier two is what I like to call my, my retainer tier. It's my, it pays for my lifestyle, it pays for who I am and what I need to do and what I need to go out there and do. That's not my profit side, but it's, 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 it's my retainer. It, may, it allows me to continuously be in business. The number one business challenge that people have in business right today is cash flow. This is where you can create cash flow for yourself. So if you have a product that's between £200 and £500 that's on a monthly retainer fee that people pay every single month, then this is amazing. Because you'll, you won't have to work as much. 
I have in my agency we have a retainer fee. We don't work a wild one after we have a retainer model. That retainer model allows us to keep offering a service and allows us to create that loyalty and we don't need many clients. We can we don't need to do sales as much because we're focusing on producing quality work for our clients. And that's tier two. Tier three I call it the, the £2,000 mark tier or the high-end tier. This is where something is very bespoke, very tailored and very one-to-one -one, and you're spending more physical time with that person. So it's like you spending half a day or a full day and you're, you're doing something very bespoke to that person. It's like if you're telling people how to share their message, it's a one-to-one -one client that you spend a day with and you help them craft their message and you train them, that's what you're doing to do. For example, Amina and your accountant, it could be you sit down there for the whole day with them and you, you literally break down the business and their finances and how they can improve cash flow and how they can save money on tax. You can charge something high-end for that because it's a very bespoke per, uh, uh, service that you offer. And don't be afraid of doing that because it is your time that they're paying for. Time is our biggest commodity, so it's very important that we do that. And the final tier is, is, is where your community is actually. This is the free stuff. This is the allowing people just to be part of the community because it's free. And what that does is, you know when people say you have seven interactions to get a sale, this is a bit like those seven interactions. You're slowly getting people to buy into something small, then buy into something bigger, that's retainer model, and then buy into something else. So you're never relying on just one product offering. You're, you're, you're creating a series of products that allows people to not only build cash flow in your business and to get a, you know, the one-off pieces which is nice but also go from a retainer model that allows you to stay sustainable and then has a high-end model for your, for your profit the money that you invest into your projects the, the, the money that you can invest into paying employees or, or doing some advertising campaigns and doing some other things like that so as long as you've paid yourself, as long as you've generated cash flow and your business is sustainable, you can then use the high-end tier, the, the third tier that I mentioned, to, to, to go out there and put money into, back into the business to grow. Um, and again, people just see sales and marketing and social media or building a community as, as something that's quite fluffy, that's quite broad, but reality is that building a community can ultimately grow your business. And if that sticks with you, and if you remember that, then you'll go and build a community for yourself. Thank you very much for your time.